Al-Bayan Radio presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Continue our lessons on the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And today insha'Allah we will speak about the reconstruction of the Kaaba. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was around 35 years old or 5 years before prophethood the Quraysh decided to rebuild the Kaaba. To mention that the Kaaba was in desperate need of repair after being damaged by a great flood. Also, it was mentioned that the walls were just above the height of a man and there was no roof. So anyone could basically access it and they didn't want that. And they wanted to rebuild it and protect, to protect its sacredness. So the chiefs of Quraysh also decided only to use pure and legal money to rebuild the Kaaba. Money earned from illegal sources like usury interest, riba, was not allowed. This is something that they even understood. Sadly today, this is not understood by many. And we're not able to rebuild it according to the way Ibrahim built it. Which brings us to the Hijr or Al-Hatim as it's known by. You know, you have, the Kaaba was more of a rectangle at the time of Ibrahim. Now it's more of a cube. And you see the Hijr, that's part of the Kaaba. It's part of the Kaaba. So if someone wants to do tawaf, he can't get inside there. He has to go around. And it has nothing to do with Ismail. The theory that Ismail is buried there is not proven at all. And in reality, grave sites of the prophets, the only one which we know for sure is where the Prophet ﷺ is buried. Every other one, it's claims and pretty much there is no need for it. Wallahu alam. So at first, when they wanted to knock down what was already up there, from the structure of the Kaaba, they were worried that they were going to be harmed. Something bad will happen to them. Until a man named Al-Walid bin Mughira, he stood up and he started it. And no harm happened to him. Then others helped him in demolishing the walls of the Kaaba until they reached the foundation laid by Ibrahim salam, And the work was divided amongst the tribes of Mecca. Now, they rebuilt the Kaaba. And it's mentioned that the way they rebuilt it is that a ship nearby, Greek or Roman, I think it was a Greek ship, became a wreck couldn't travel anymore and they took the wood from there because Mecca wasn't known for its trees and the like to, to have good quality wood to build with and they hired a Roman it's mentioned in some reports and he helped them build it they did not have enough to complete its building and that's why they built the Hijr there and they came to the last part and that is putting the black stone in its place who's going to put it back in its place they got into a fight and it was almost war. As we know, the Arabs, they don't need much to have a war. They don't need much to get them going. And a lot of times, if you read about some of the Jahiriya wars, it was over like nothing. So it got heated and they were preparing to fight. All that war between the tribes of Mecca. And Mecca was a very tribal society. Until one of the oldest men among them, Abu Umayyah bin al-Mughira, brother of, of, of Walid al-Mughira, the one we just spoke about, he tried to calm everything down. He was one of the oldest men in Mecca. He said, take an arbitrator. Let the next man who walks in, let him decide what happens between you. So they all agreed to the solution of this wise man. And the first person who walked into the sacred house was none other than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They all agreed that he was the most suitable person to do it. And they said, here he is. It is Al-Amin. It is the, the, the one who is trustworthy. We accept his judgment so he told them get a cloth and each tribe hold a portion of the cloth and all of you return it to its place 
So they put the, the cloth there and the black stone in it. And the Prophet with his blessed hand eased the black stone back into its place. Here he was showing his wisdom. He was getting experience on how to solve disputes. And this is really the, the true attributes of a leader. Anyone can pick a problem, but how many can solve it? How many people can, when things are all going wrong, take care of things? And for the best judgment, which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with wisdom, that which is going to benefit all parties concerned, and first and foremost, that which is going to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is how they sorted this problem through the wisdom of the Prophet sallallahu and a big crisis was averted due to the Prophet's wisdom from a young age and as we know before we finish the black stone is actually a stone sent down from Jannah and many reports regarding it and that it was whiter than milk but the sins of the children of Adam made it black and the black stone will come forth on the day of resurrection and will testify in favor of those who touched it in truth also Touching, kissing, or pointing to the black stone is the first thing we do when we start our tawaf. Also, the Prophet ﷺ, as we know in his sunnah, he kissed the black stone and he ordered uh, or recommended that the ummah follow his lead. Also, touching the black stone is one of the things which, by doing this, it's a means of Allah expiating or forgiving your sins. So, this is some, some of the virtues of the black stone. Wallahu alam wa sallallahu ala bina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Barakallahu fikum for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.